The Quiet Carriage, the show about books and their authors, with your host, Paul J. Laverty, and sponsored by Castlemaine's signature bookstore, Stone Man's Book Room. Broadcast on 94.9 Main FM and across the nation on the Community Radio Network. All aboard. Welcome to The Quiet Carriage on 94.9 Main FM and the Community Radio Network and sponsored by Stone Man's Book Room. And today I'm going to bring you part two of my conversation with the author, Monica McInerney, who's promoting her first ever children's book, Marcy Gill and the Caravan Park Cat, which is out now via Penguin. And if you missed out in part one, you can head over to the podcast, which is on Spotify and all good podcast platforms, and you can listen to it there. Um, Monica is currently in Castlemaine uh, so we got to catch up unfortunately not in the studio because we couldn't have guests in because of COVID restrictions so we did it uh, over the road at the Bridge Hotel here in Castlemaine my first question to Monica was if she preferred writing adult literature or children's literature I kind of have fun with both mm-hmm. because they're, because what I write is family comedy drama and I actually find them there is self-hatred and tears <laughs> and hopelessness. Yeah. And then, you know, what was I thinking even starting this? And who cares? And mm-hmm. just, you know, the world need another book. Mm-hmm. I went through all of those with the children's book as I go through with the adult book, the genre, um, I think. Um, but there is definitely fun having um, a magical cat. I must yeah, say, yeah. you know, that really made it good fun to be able to muck around with that. My favourite scenes in it are still, uh, in my adult no- novels, I love writing scenes between family members mm-hmm. when they're all sparring off each other and um, and you can see just in the dialogue uh, who gets on with who and what's going on and, and make use the dialogue for you know to pr- progress the plot. And I do that, I use those elements yeah. in, in this book as well. So there's lots of similarities, um, but... Yeah, it's, it was really good fun to write. And presumably there'll be more? Yeah, I'm nearly finished the second one uh, and I've got Fantastic. the ideas for the third one yeah. already. Um, and my publishers are really happy that because I've created this fictional yeah. world of Snorkel Bay Caravan Park and the you know alternative parents and um, obsessed, her little brother is mad about fish. Yeah. Um, so I can do a lot of with their characters. Also, a caravan park is great because you can have new people coming in and out. That's right. So that's, that's a handy device. I realised after. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. Like in a like a lot of my I realise a lot yeah. of my books are set in hotels because hotels are great. Yeah. Because you've always got new guests coming in and out too. Yeah. And it's uh, is it Raymond Chandler said whenever the action slows down, have someone walk into the room with a gun. Yeah. No, right. I can't yeah. do that in my, <laughs> my adult fiction. I definitely can't do that with my well with no. my children's books. Yeah. Um, so, so you spent eight years really doing the the groundwork, really creating this universe, and now you'll be able to yeah to write the follow up. Yeah, I think so. Out. And like, and once I started writing the second book, I thought I know these characters. Like I've done that with my adult novels. Three of my books are interlinked, mm-hmm. um, and that was great to be able to go back and revisit characters. You know, a few years later. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the world within the children's book, it'll be much quicker. Like it'll all happen over a summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won't be like I won't be writing about Marcy when she's sixteen or no. Marcy. She'll, I think she'll be ten or eleven for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, like The Simpsons. Yeah, like yeah, Simpsons or the Wimpy Kid books. You know, where they yeah. kind of stay. Yeah. Like you don't want to read about the Wimpy Kid. You know. 
I don't know, going to uni, it yeah. wouldn't quite work. Um, yeah. So I think it'll stay within that kind of time period. Yeah. Um, so I'll have to learn to do that too, because um, my adult novels often go over decades. Um, so to keep the action within a short time frame as well, yeah. um, it's going to take a different plotting, mm -hmm. I think. Um, yeah. I think we've only covered one children's book before on Two and a Half Years of the Quiet Carriage. So I did want to ask you this. If you could pass on one or two tips to would-be kids' authors, yeah. what would they be? Gosh, I'm probably too much of a newbie to be able to answer that. Um, well, maybe but you I could would say as an author, then. As an author, <laughs> what I would say is have fun but take it seriously. I'd say that to every single author I met, that um, what how lucky we are that this is what we do, what a gift we um, have been given to write. Mm -hmm. And we can create anything we want. We can create any world we want. We're not filmmakers. We don't have to worry about budgets and you know location scouting and all that stuff. We could sit down with a piece of paper and our imaginations mm -hmm. and make anything happen mm -hmm. in the world. Um, one character, two hundred characters, move it. You know, mm -hmm. I just, I just think it's incredible what we can do as writers, um, mm -hmm. and we're allowed to do it. And there's no nothing stopping us. And, um, and I think that's what I would say to any author is, and that's what I mean when I'm saying have fun with it. Is enjoy the scope of your imagination. Mm -hmm. you know, go try things if they don't work try something else try something else um but take when i say take it seriously is um think of think of who's going to read your story or listen to your story and your job as a storyteller is um you know that beautiful old tradition you, know, you say to someone sit down and i'll tell you about something i'll tell you something that happened to somebody um here's what happened to them and then this happened and then that happened that's our job as storytellers to enchant and to beguile and to lead somebody through you know, through uh, a long and winding kind of path of events mm -hmm. um and i think we're so lucky to do mm -hmm. it. I love that I'm a writer. I love yeah. that I get to do that. And, and that I can write about adult families, I can write about very serious topics, but I can write about fun things as well. Mm -hmm. It's all coming from the same me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, same with your, your, your books will be different one, because mm -hmm. you can yeah. climb into other parts of your life that will be the seed to, to, for those next stories. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what I would always say to an to a aspiring writer, um, mm -hmm. just to that there are no limits yeah. there are, and enjoy it mm -hmm. we're, you know, we are, we're lucky we're lucky and don't watch too much Netflix no yeah. no I mean that's I have to say I'm kind of laughing about that at the moment because um, my husband and I are on a, a binge of Breaking Bad so at mm. night time I'm watching Breaking Bad and in the daytime I'm <laughs> writing yeah. children's novels and really hoping that they don't <laughs> blend into yeah. each other yeah. you, know? you live in Dublin no what's it like being a writer there, I mean, I imagine it's hugely inspiring. It's very, very good. Um, it's, I mean, you, you're very conscious that you're a part of a huge literary tradition being mm, in Dublin, yeah. um, because everywhere you walk, um, and I live in the, pretty much inner city Dublin, yeah. um, and so you pass statues of James Joyce, you know, going to my, I don't know, nearest cinema. Mm. <laughs> So that you know, and, and also so much of Irish tourism and, and Irish life is is steeped in the literary tradition. So you're very aware of that. Like it's you know the the uh, the famous classic Irish writers, mm -hmm. if you like. Um, 
modern Irish literature is incredible. There's room there for so many different genres. I mean, I write, um, you know, as I said, family dramas. I, I'm friends with literary authors. I'm friends with poets. I know science fiction authors, crime, the Irish crime um, um, writing uh, world is huge. I know mm, that's a real boom yeah. thing at the moment. Um, and I'm really good friends with a lot of the, you know, the Irish crime ones. Um, what's it called? Em Emerald Noir, I think they call it. Right, something like yeah. that. I know, so, I've heard of Tartan Noir. But yeah, you know, it's yeah, a, exactly. So they, yeah. they, they, they mix it festivals, I think. Um, so, and everybody's really supportive. Um, it's small, like it's just, you know, Ireland's yeah. the same size as Tasmania, but yeah. there's, um, in a, in a huge writing tradition. The weather helps because it's so bad that you, you know, yeah. we're all happy to be inside writing, I yeah. think. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I worked as a book publicist in Ireland for five years too, so I got to meet a lot of the big Irish writers like Edna O'Brien and Seamus Heaney and um, yeah. so many as well. So I've been very lucky to have um, that introduction to the world through that before I started writing myself. So, uh, and I'm a big reader, so I yeah. love reading Irish fiction as well. Uh, but yeah, it's brilliant. And there's, you know, there's yeah. a fantastic uh, place to go on writing retreats called Anima Kerrig up in um, the north of Ireland. And there's always events and talks and, you know, the, the fantastic theatre world. So it's a very, it's a fantastic place to culturally immerse yourself in storytelling. Yeah. Also, the way Irish people speak. Mm -hmm. um, and it's you know it's, it's they're naturally good storytellers um, like like Scottish people. Mm -hmm. There's a Celtic tradition in in, in um, taking kind of the scenic route to the punchline, as my mm -hmm. dad used to say. Um, so that's very good to be surrounded by all the time. Um, so yeah, it's a really good good place to live from mm -hmm. that point of view.
There we heard The Verve with their track, A Man Called Sun. You are listening to The Quiet Carriage on 94.9 Main FM and the Community Radio Network and sponsored by Stoneman's Bookroom. And now we return to my chat here at the bridge in Castle Maine with the new children's author, Monica McInerney. But Australia is still a place very close to your heart. You've set this novel yeah. here and you've got your family here. Could you ever see yourself coming back? I could, I think. I think the ideal thing would be if we could live six months in Ireland, six months in Australia. Um, that would be the dream. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Everybody's dream to be able to do that. Who knows what's going to be possible um, yeah. with, you know, after, after COVID and flights and all of that. I don't know. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't mind. I'd love to be able to do that. Get, yeah. you know, because I, I love, I've, yeah, I've lived half my life in Ireland, half in Australia, even though I still sound like Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, and I love things about both. Yeah, yeah. So you've been away from Ireland four months now in Castlemaine. Uh, I've been away from Ireland for two years. Two years. Yeah. Like, I, well, it'll be two years in oh. February. I so I came yeah. I came out in February, twenty twenty. From I was here for a month. I was supposed to be um, researching yeah. my new adult novel, and yeah. then the day I was due to fly back to Ireland, the borders right. closed, yeah. and it was declared a pandemic. So I've been here since unexpectedly. Yeah. yeah, and are you the sort of writer who can sort of pick up a pen and write wherever you are, or do you need a certain time and speed? No, I kind of thought I was, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's been because we've been moving, um, like house sitting, and moving from place to place. Mm-hmm. So I've set up an office everywhere I've been living. Like yeah. you know, when I was at my mum's in her spare room, um, but I found it harder than I expected. I, I kind of thought because when I in writing one of my adult novels, I, I lock away for a year, pretty much. I mean, obviously, you know, I do leave the house occasionally, mm-hmm. but I like um, John McGahan, the Irish writer, said um, to be a, a writer, you need a good, boring life mm. so that nothing interferes with what's going on in your head. Yeah. Um, and it was a, it's just been a bit too tumultuous the last year and a half or so yeah. um, to settle, to be able to really focus on. Yeah. Um, on so I've, I've, st- I've got three projects on the go, but I haven't settled to one. Yeah. particularly so I am looking forward to getting back home to Dublin and just just doing that really yeah right yeah and you've sold a lot of books over a million is that right yeah I mean are you at the stage now with Penguin where they'll sort of just put out anything you want <laughs> or, I mean what, what happens when you get to that level um I am really slow writer and they are very patient publishers really so I it takes me about two years more to write one of my adult novels um, and then it's fantastic like when they get published like the godmothers lots of people were writing to me and saying I read it in a night and I'm going oh it took me two years to write you know <laughs> yeah. and um, and this one's you know the master yeah. girl's taken me eight years so um, and you know I'm, I'm hoping that people would be really slow if they're reading it to their kids like you know like read a page a day yeah, for, yeah. for like, a year would you um and also i want to do more things with every book i write so um i don't write a book a year i can't i just you know i need to um because i write very emotional books and um and i want to put a lot into them i want them to be very easy to read Mm -hmm. um but with lots of layers in them and that takes me time to do Mm -hmm. it so Possibly, my, I'm sure my publisher would be very happy if I wrote a book a year, um, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm too slow. I'm, 
take me too long. But you don't write serials. None of your books are connected. Three of them were, yeah. yeah. Um, one called The Alphabet Sisters and then one called has a follow-up called Lola's Secret and then one, The Trip of a Lifetime. Yeah. Um, my most recent one, The Godmothers, was a standalone. And the, mm-hmm. I'm writing a new one and that's a standalone. Um, I'm working on one that's borrowed a character from another book. So I'm, I'm, quite, I'm enjoying that, going back to a sort of familiar... Because, like, as a reader, you know, sometimes you think, I wonder what happened to those characters a year later. And I'm trying that as a writer. Because mm-hmm. um, the only way I can find out is to write about them. Yeah. So. Wow. And you're a keen reader. Yeah, yeah. Reading, read voraciously. Reading well, I read your novella, Paul, called Cider Country, everybody. Stop and I heartily <laughs> recommend that. Um, I'm, seriously, I loved it. Um, everybody, please go and um, get Paul's book, Cider Several Country. Several of them. It's yes, interlinked yes. short stories all set in the Apple industry near here in Castlemaine. And, um, and you learn not only learn a lot about the Apple industry, but you get taken into so many different people's <laughs> lives. And it's fun, but it's really serious too. And it's beautifully done, Paul. Oh, so I love so that. Much. I yeah. love that. Um, I, um, I'm looking forward to reading the new John le Carre. I'm a big John mm-hmm. le Carre fan. Um, yeah, that was the last one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. posthumously. Um, yeah. Reading a lot of American fiction at the mm-hmm. moment too. Um, I've been reading Kate Kennedy, another mm. Castlemaine author. Yes. Her beautiful um, a memoir she wrote about going to Mexico as an aid yeah. worker, and her poetry. She gave me a copy of her a very limited print run, so I'm feeling a bit spoiled about wow. that. Um, yeah. yeah, everything I can get my hands yeah. on. And with, um, I have to say, I'm getting a lot of books from Northern Books, and yeah. also the Castlemaine Library. It's fantastic. They do a great job. God, they're yeah. fantastic. They're brilliant nonfiction. I w- I've just gone through a big um, blitz on um, biographies yeah so uh, and they've got a fantastic biography section so I read everything from Paul Simons to some historical figures to I'm reading musicians biographies I'm just yeah quite interested in that too um, so yeah anything I can get my hands on I love a good biography I love a really, biography yeah yeah. Yeah. Breeze through them. Yeah. yeah well thanks so much for appearing on the show again and it's been so nice to have you here in person not at the radio at the pub so that's why there's a little bit of background noise happening we're gonna have to leave it there and i can maybe chat to you afterwards about getting some writing tips and how to sell a million copies (laughs) a million copies of cider country would be nice certainly right um i hope you enjoy your stay in the town and could you leave us with a song selection I can play a song selection. Gosh, well, it has to be should it be Irish or Australian. Let me think. I you know one I really love is Kate Bush, The Morning Fog. I don't know, that. and it's got nothing to do with Marcy mm-hmm. Gill or my adult writing, but I just really love it. Wonderful. Your book, Marcy Gill and the Caravan Park Cat, is out now by Puffin Books. Monica McInerney, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me on the, in the quiet carriage again, Paul. It's great to be here.
track the morning fog you are listening to the quiet carriage on 94.9 main fm the community radio network and sponsored by stone man's bookroom and there we heard part two of my conversation with author monica mckinney promoting her latest book and her first children's book marcy gill and the Caravan Park Cat, which is out now via Penguin. And if you missed part one, you can just head over to the podcast on Spotify and all good podcast platforms and give that a listen. Until next time, keep reading.